Well, here we go, folks. We are back again. It uh, feels good again, man. Uh, man, I'm loving what we're what we're doing so far, Jay. Uh, it's been fun. It, it hadn't been fun, man. It's been fun. We made it to our Babe Ruth episode. Babe Ruth episode. Number Best three. number three of all time. Number three. Is that what you'd say? Yeah, I think he's a top number three of of all time. That's a debate for sure. Uh, we're not going to talk about that today, uh, but that's something to talk about. To something to consider. If you guys have any comments there, uh, go to the Instagram. Let us know the best number three of all time. Uh, I guess Babe Ruth's really the one that comes to my mind. Um, off the top of my brain, I can't really think of anybody else. Allen Iverson's got to be up. He's there. a good three for He's sure. Jimmy three. Fox, Jimmy MLB the show stud. Yeah, always has one twenty five power. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's good. Uh, but the Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth episode, here we are, number three. Uh, we're titling this one Delight in the Lord, uh, episode three. Uh, we'll get more into the meat of things in just a little bit. Uh, but man, we're excited to be here together again. Uh, you might be hearing this on a Tuesday, but here we are on a lovely weekend Sunday. Uh, Jay, we just got done throwing some baseball. It's it's a little bit windy it's outside, beautiful. but it is beautiful. What a day. It's beautiful outside. 60 degrees. Yeah. It is going to be like 70 this week. Yeah. But I'm sure whenever we start actually playing our baseball games, it's going to drop down to about 30. That's what we can anticipate, guys. It's opening week for us in the middle school baseball. Wednesday's opening, uh, first day of practice. And I can anticipate, just as Jay said, it will be a little bit chilly. Uh, it's been 70 in Nashville uh, the last two weeks, really. And I guarantee when we get the pants on on Wednesday, it's going to be cold. Yeah. That's we got to look at I think this week we're in good shape. This okay. week it's going to be nice. It's going to be right. warm. But once we start – once we start playing, who knows? Well, good. But that's uh, that's just what happens. That's what happens. Well, hey, uh, before we get started, did you want to have a, a public apology Let's, for something? Yeah, I've got something we need to clear up. So one of our one of our listeners and one of our players, Isaiah Bryant, came up to me several times this week. And last last time when we sat down and we talked, we went over the World Baseball Classic rosters. They had just released. We went over the top five rosters, including, obviously, Team Venezuela. They're in the top five. Acuna's on that team. We were yep. sure to mention him. Yep. But we left out Eugenio Suarez, which, <laughs> i got to be honest, I'm not sure how much Suarez is going to move the needle for Team Venezuela <laughs> whenever, whenever sure they start playing Sorry, in the spring. Uh, but... He was he had it had a good time in the, with the Reds. He hit 49 bombs in 2019 when everyone was hitting bombs. Yeah. He also struck out 189 times. There you go. Which is quite a bit. But finished 15th in MVP voting, voting 49 home runs. He's actually 224 career home runs. I'm looking at it right now. That's not so, bad. I was surprised by that. I was surprised he had that many. He's only 30. Seems like he's been That's around pretty good. a little bit longer. But He is pretty jacked. He's a power hitter for sure. Uh, I know you and I jokingly talk about MLB The Show, but if I'm playing Battle Royale for you guys out there and this silver card comes out, I'm taking him. He's yeah. a good power bat to put at third base. He's a good power bat. He's he's one of those cards he's going to have a little bit lower vision. His vision rating True. is going to be like 30 True. or below 30. He's a strikeout, but he's he could hit you that yeah. home run. He's always going to have like at least 100 power. Yeah. One of his cards will. Yeah. So he, he's a solid card. So we apologize for leaving his name off Team Venezuela. Again, I'm not sure how much that's going to push them in the right direction he's a great player but i'm not sure he wins the tournament for him no and here's the thing too he's played for seattle now uh seattle is overshadowed by j-rod the young sensation uh what the 21 year old uh next big thing 
so I love him, but he definitely overshadows now the the, the, the former red Eugenio Suarez. Okay, so there you go, uh, Isaiah. Uh, go Reds. Uh, will that make you happy, buddy? Uh, hopefully so, if you're listening. Yeah, without a doubt, the most optimistic Reds fan I think I've ever met. He wore all red the other day to throwing, and I, I, I tip my hat to him. I'm not ever wearing all red stuff. A Billy Hamilton jersey. Billy Hamilton. I didn't even know they sold those. I didn't even know you would ever – anybody wanted to buy those. He was a top prospect there for a little bit. I know, I know. We're just but. giving you a hard time. Uh, but, hey, you guys, let us know if we ever hurt your feelings. Uh, come and shoot some messages in the Instagram uh, I will get them, and uh, we talked about last week or the week before. I think I'll follow you back, uh, but if you send some hate mail, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. I will say I enjoyed going through and reading everyone's top three. Yeah, the it, three it, it players that they would choose. It was I good. Had a lot of had a lot of fun going through. We and had reading some great those. feedback on there. Um, you guys continue. We'll, we'll have a great fun question at the end of today's episode as well. Uh, we'd love for you guys to comment on the graphic when it's out. Uh, it'll probably be out later on the afternoon that the episode comes out. Uh, so anticipate that. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, later on Tuesday. So you guys can anticipate episodes coming out every Tuesday um, for the most part. Some weekends or weeks might be a little bit special, maybe two in a special week. We're not really sure yet, but you can anticipate on Tuesday. So y'all find that graphic on the Instagram at Field of Faith Podcast. No, nothing in between, just all lowercase Field of Faith Podcast. Uh, we'll have some fun graphics for you guys to comment. So we'd love to hear your answers uh, for the former question of last episode, but also the new question for today. Uh, but as we get going, Jay, uh, we're a week removed from the Super Bowl. Week removed from the Super Bowl, really a week removed from the NFL you know, season. Uh, talk to me about your thoughts about that. Did you have any thoughts? Uh, what are some things? I thought it was a good Super Bowl. I was pumped. I've, I feel like not. it doesn't always happen this way, obviously, but I think the two best teams in the NFL ended up in the Super Bowl this year. And it was a good game. It was a really good game back and forth. Yep. Uh, a good game with kind of a boring ending. Yep. Now it ended the way that it should have. I can't believe. I can't imagine how hard it would be. Was it Pacheco that had the had the ball at the end where he slid? No, I think it was Jarek McKinnon. Was it McKinnon? McKinnon, I think. I wasn't for Could sure. Be wrong. Who had, either whoever had the ball. I can't imagine how hard it would be. Like you have the football in the Super Bowl. Right You're on. getting ready to score a touchdown. Yep. In the Super Bowl, you might feel like it's going to seal the victory for your team. But the fact that he slid right before, yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty disciplined. Obviously, a well well coached team. That's so a, I was I was impressed by that. Yeah, I, you know I think it great game, great back and forth game. I was wanting Philadelphia to win personally. Me too. I'm a I like I like watching Jalen Hurts. So I was I was really hoping that they would win, but it was a really good game. Yeah, What'd I'm you with think? you. I'm with you there too. Um, something I was telling my students all week when we were talking about it, and it's um, you know great Super Bowl, really really terrific Super Bowl, um, really all the first 57, 58 minutes of it, uh, and then the final two minutes, it just I feel like that last drive for me almost ruined the game, you know, In a just, way it just did, a boring yeah. ending. Like I went to bed. And not that I was hoping the Super Bowl would make me satisfied or, like, fill me with this great joy. It, obviously, it can't do that, and I realized it wouldn't do that. But it, it almost made me disappointed. Uh, it was really great. You know, this game was fun. It was back and forth. I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, Jalen Hurts is definitely more of an Alabama player than he ever will be Oklahoma for Agreed. you guys out there. Dude, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but he's an Alabama Agreed. quarterback. 100%. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, and so I, I love him. I love watching Devontae Smith, another Alabama guy, for 
Uh, the Eagles love watching Landon Dickerson. Just a, just a lot of fun players for the Eagles. A.J. I, Brown's fun to watch. A.J. Brown's fun. Former Titan. Uh, A.J. Brown's a really fun guy to watch as well. I think they've got some some fun players. Uh, their offensive line is so fun to watch. Just great. Um, James Bradbury, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Samford grad. Samford University grad. Go Bulldogs. Uh, go Bulldogs. Yeah, go, go Bulldogs. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. There you go. Uh, but it was good, but I felt like it got ruined at the end, and, and I hate that I feel that way. Uh, overall, really good game, though. You know, you can't hate Patrick Mahomes. He definitely is the best quarterback, probably the best player, you know, not arguably, but he is the best player is. in the NFL yeah. right now. Uh, I mean, he's just better than everybody. He is. And, I like, you see him take control of so many games. Like, you, you can too. I feel like watching the game, you could tell when he had the ball driving at the end, you could kind of tell the game was yeah. was in the Chiefs' hands there at the end. Yeah. And like you were just saying, it was a it was a great game, kind of back and forth the whole time, or really not as much back and forth. Like the Eagles yeah. kind of had, they were definitely you know had had everything in control in the first half. The Chiefs yeah. kind of came back, and then there in the last two minutes, it was it just was over. It was kind of a kind of a boring ending. I agree. I agree. Um, but overall, NFL season, I think was a was a good season. Um, this is a fun fact. I was in the championship in all three of my fantasy leagues. Uh, all three of them in the championship. Now, I only won one, but I was in the championship in all three. I was impressed by that. That's pretty good. See, I had an exact opposite fantasy <laughs> fantasy year. Sure. Uh, but I did secure the number one and number two overall. You had a pick. great year. So as far as building for the future goes, yeah. I play in a keeper league. So getting the number one pick and number two pick, yeah. and I'm keeping uh, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Those, those are great. I feel set up much better for, for next year than, than I did for this I year. I would say in terms of the NFL season, my fantasy football MVP would have been either Austin Eckler or Jalen Hurts, just in general. I, I, and in that league, I'll tell you, I actually had them on the same team. Uh, it was an unfair team. I had the best team of all time. I had Mark Andrews, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, um, CJ, or sorry, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Jalen and Austin Eckler on one team. How? I don't know. I don't. It was a keeper league, uh, but it ended up having just an unbelievable team. Um, but I would say my overall MVP was probably Austin Eckler. Did you have an MVP from this year? I know you didn't do so well, but would you have an MVP from the year? Early on, actually, I'd, I picked up Justin Fields about halfway through the year. Okay. So about, you know, whenever he started getting really high, he sure. started he started running all over the place. I picked him up, yeah. like right it's a great right pick. then because I didn't have a quarterback. Like yeah. I think the week before, I'd start I had drafted Dak. It's a Dak threw a ton of interceptions this year, so I picked yeah. up Justin Fields, threw him in the lineup again because didn't look the playoffs didn't look great for me yeah I had an outside chance at the playoffs because of Justin Fields because sure. of games that he ran there was one he ran for like 170 yards and a Almost touchdown yeah and threw for a yeah. couple touchdowns that game too so I'd say yeah. mine would have been Justin Fields oh, good. which as a Bears fan that was exciting to watch it's yeah. always fun whenever your fantasy players and are on your team are on your team yeah. so then you can root for them in yeah. fantasy so tell me about the Bears what are your takeaways from this season from the Bears and the Chicago sports fan? Uh, I would say Justin Fields had a great year. Uh, do you do you anticipate him being the franchise guy? I do. I think their season as a whole. I look at it. It is the best possible season you could have that 
ends in three and fourteen. Yeah, like it's pretty bad. They, it was not a great season, but you come out of it one with the number one overall pick. Yeah, because the Texans just botched it at the end. By I don't know why they would have the won Colts. that game. So that, to me, it's silly. Obviously, you're playing to win. Like that, if you're playing yeah. to lose, I don't know why you would do that. But it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Not in that situation. But they ended up with the number one pick. And I, this rarely happens to me that a team with the number one pick yeah. has a franchise quarterback already. Yeah. I think Fields showed this year that he can be a franchise guy and a game-changing sure. guy. Like whenever he can break loose and break a 60-yard run out of nowhere, it just kind of changes the, it does. the whole momentum of the game. And even though they only won three games, I think they had like – nine or ten losses that were just by one score so yeah. most of, it wasn't like they were getting blown out now yeah. they started nathan peterman one week and that, that decision did not go well uh I, I didn't start nathan peterman when justin fields was neither gone. would i have so smart uh, man. that was rough but other than that i mean as far as a three-win season can go pretty good i'm excited for them sure. next i know i joked around our first episode and i was like a oh, 2024 super bowl no shot. Yeah. But I do think they have an outside chance at the playoffs next year. Sure. With the number one pick, a ton of cap room. Sure. I think it overall not a record-wise terrible season. But as far as the future is concerned, I don't think it was a I, – I think y'all are in good shape. Um, Justin Fields as the, as the franchise guy is – Definitely a debate. I mean, I think I think I'm buying more into that he is than he's not. He can develop as a thrower, but he's so lethal on the ground um, that y'all's offense can develop that way. Here's the thing that it does remind me of, though, is the Jets were so bad the last what several years. They were terrible, yeah. and they had two great draft picks, and they just won offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Very impressive, by the way. And not that those two guys made made the team good. It's not that at all. Brees Hall in the year before, uh, and, and was Brees Hall wasn't a rookie this year, was he? Was he a rookie? Yeah, this he year? was. So yeah. they had three of the best, arguably rookies, in the league yeah. this year. Brees Hall unfortunately went out with an ACL. Um, but man, they remind me of the Jets in the sense that a couple good draft picks this year, uh, offensively, defensively, maybe a Will Anderson, you know, off the edge. I, I I don't know, and then a good offensive pick could really really help them out. Yeah, or even like Jacksonville in a way, because last year Jacksonville had the Jacksonville number, too. They had the number one pick. You're they right. already had Trevor Lawrence. They built around it. They built around that. They spent a lot of money in the off season to get yeah. weapons around him, and it worked. I mean, they it did. They made the playoffs this year and made a little bit of noise. Yeah, and I think they're set up pretty well for the future. Too. I agree. I agree very much. Um, so it should be unique. You know, I think Titans had a a really disappointing year. Um, I. I like the NFL. I, I mostly watch the NFL for fantasy. You know, when the Titans lose, I don't get upset. Um, it, it's just not what happens. Um, having a big, what, 18? Is it 18 games in a year now? 18 weeks, 17 18, games. Okay, 17 games, 18 weeks. Uh, you know, when you lose in the NFL, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, obviously it is, but it's like college basketball. You can lose 17 times. Well, 17 be a lot. You can lose seven times, and you're fine. Uh, Titans ended up having a great start to the year, and then what? What was it? Was it seven straight losses? It was. It was rough. It was ridiculous. They, didn't they start out like seven and three? We started off pretty good, and honestly, I don't know how. Uh, Titans are always hit by the injury bug. It's remarkable how that happens. It is unbelievable how that happens. The last two years, they've led the league in most active players for the whole season, and they've beat like it's been more than every other team by a lot. 
I mean, you know, active players. It's been in the 90s or something. Yeah, it's it seemed and like And you have a 53-active-man roster. And so the fact that they had 40 extra on top of that at some point because players were out, players were in, you know what I mean, crazy. Uh, I think Derek, he's fine. I think the Titans were the most predictable offense in the NFL. Uh, yeah. First and 10, you're handing it off. Uh, it's probably going to be second and seven, second and six. Uh, you're probably going to run it again, maybe play action. But it's just it's play action or handoff. I mean, you just know it. Um, there's no real dynamic playmaker anymore because A.J. Brown's gone. I, I think that was a dumb trade. A.J. Brown was amazing. Um, I don't love Tannehill. Uh, we'll talk more about this just to fast forward, too, for you guys to get excited. When the draft is coming up, we'll talk about Jay and I's. Hey, if we were the GM of this team or that team for football, not baseball this time, but football, what would we do? What would we do? And I've got some opinions about Titans football. I'll tell you that, folks. I've got some opinions. Uh, they're probably hot takes, but I've got some opinions because I just don't think right now the Titans are living up to the expectations that their fans wish they would be. Uh, I think Traylon Burks will be great. Uh, I think the defensive backs are good. Uh, they're young, but I think they'll be good. The offensive line is absolutely the worst ever. Um, and when you're a run-first offense and you have the worst That's offensive line, it doesn't work. Um, no no playmakers, honestly. Traylon Burks – I mean, Kyle Phillips is your second playmaker, Robert Woods. Um, but, I mean, they didn't – Yeah, you don't really know those names unless you're a Titans fan right. or you play fantasy. Or, yeah, if you were a UCLA fan for some reason and you knew Kyle <laughs> Phillips and then Robert Woods obviously coming from the Rams, but often ACL. I um, learned the name Kyle Phillips right now. Just now? Yeah, I have no idea. I think he is. wears number 16. Really? Uh, I think so. Uh, good slot guy. I think he could be good. Um, but, like, when Jeff Swaim, isn't that his name? Yeah. Is getting your, like, your touchdowns. Uh, like, who is Jeff Swain? Uh, we had Austin Hooper, who's fine. I think Chig Okonkwo will be good. Uh, I do like, yeah. I, I like think him. he'll be good. He, he reminds me of, of John U. Smith, who was great for yeah, us. Yeah, he was um, But you just I – don't, I don't really know how I feel about Titans. So, overall, it was disappointing. Um, I was actually glad uh, – this is another hot Titans take. I was glad that we lost to the Jags that last week of the year uh, because we got the 11th pick. Uh, and so coming into close to when the draft day is, is that in April? Uh, at some point in April? Yeah, it's late April. Late April. Like the 20th, um, 29th. I'm glad that we're at 11 because there are going to be a lot of great picks at 11 that you could take. Um, but I think the Titans need to do a lot more. I think getting the new GM, uh, Ran Carthon, from San Francisco is a great thing to do. Um, great, great find. You know, I think great hire for that. I think the new um, – Owner, we found a new owner too, right? Didn't they fire? No, who? No, they fired the GM. Yeah, Sorry. just the GM. Okay. I think. Um, but I think I think Titans are in the right. I think they're heading in the right direction. They just need to find basically everything. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk later about what we would do if we were in the spot of. Yeah, Jim I've got manager. some opinions. I have some opinions too. Is probably a reason why we teach and we are not the GM of That's NFL true. teams. But except hey. for hey, we do teach the kids. I won't. I won't give it away. But we we have some Titans. Um, Ken here at school. So maybe, Jay, you and I could write a letter or figure out how to get it to him and, and tell, hey, these are our opinions. We teach at the school. You trust your kids with us. Why don't you trust the Titans with us? Yeah. What do you, what do you yeah, think I about mean, that? I, I like the logic behind that. It I works. think we need to try it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it could work. Um, if you're listening and you know who you are, uh, don't give your don't, – don't give our opinions. They're not going to be any good. <laughs> Uh, but here we go. Uh, that's Titans talk. That's Bears talk. Uh, that's NFL talk. That's Super Bowl talk. Here's the final Super Bowl thought. And, and, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, Jay. Um, halftime show. 
This is a fun roll question I asked my students this week. All I needed was a yes or a no. I didn't ask for opinions. I'll ask for a yes or no. Super Bowl, halftime show, yes or no? No. No. Yes or no for you? No. No? Okay. And that's all we'll say. That's all. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Both no. Boring. Boring. I will say. Forgettable. Yeah, it was forgettable, boring. I will say part, some of the songs that I heard made me feel like I was in middle school again. Sure. Here in, did it did it feel good? I don't know though. That's the thing. Like I didn't I didn't listen to a ton of Rihanna. I just remember it like you hear you heard that on the radio whenever you were going somewhere. Sure. Or it'd play at like a middle school dance. Yeah. Those kind of songs. But overall I would say Super Bowl show for me was a no. I think the most impressive thing about it is that it was a pregnant woman and she was very high up in the air. I, were they tied to anything? I think she was, but that was the most impressive thing about it. But were the dance the Oh, 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 I don't know. Cause they, they were like you said, they were pretty high they up. They were there. high up in the air. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe something they should have looked into. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they were to some degree, but I think we'll leave it at my answer's no, your answer's no. Um, the overwhelming answer in my class was also no. Uh, but the girls, all, most of the girls all said yes. So I think it's just a different, um, I don't know, different audience there. Yeah, yeah But probably. for me, it was a no. Yeah, no for me too. Uh, with the Super Bowl too, I know we talked briefly about this earlier, Bradbury the holding call at the very end of the game. Yep. I the fact that he stood at his locker after the game in interviews and said, "Yeah, that was a hold." Yeah. Like I it makes me respect him even. I can't imagine how hard that is to sit there and say, "Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, it was a hold." That that to me is probably the most remarkable thing about the the end of the Super Bowl, the fact that the guy that did it is really the only guy that said yes, it is. Yeah. You ask his teammates. You really even ask. Now you ask the Chiefs guys. I think Juju Smith Schuster. Cindy, it's something on Twitter. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, they got in a little, you know, messaging back and forth on there. But like the guy that did it said, I did it, and and we lost. And that <laughs> that's you got to be a, you got to be a man. You're a man. That. I mean, that is I respect him for that that's awesome and i'll say this this is my final thing i'll say he's probably a man because he went to sanford i mean <laughs> all all the people that i know that go to sanford uh or went to sanford are are, are the best people ever uh I'm, I'm i'm maybe speaking from experience you tell me what you think i i very sense, i sense man. a little bit of bias there no but I'm no not sure. no not at all None. None. But go go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. (laughs) That was perfect. Uh, All right. Well, Jay, tell us where we're headed today. Uh, I'm excited for this episode, excited for where where we're headed. Uh, Like I said earlier, we're calling this episode uh, Delighting in the Lord or Delight in the Lord. Um, So talk to me. What you got here? Yeah, so today's episode, like you said, we're going to call Delight in the Lord, and it's totally based around our team verse for this year in Psalm 37.4. And it's a team verse in our whole program, which I think is a is a really, really cool thing because we view it like all of CPA baseball is one program. Yeah. High school, middle school, junior varsity, freshman, you have different teams, but it's the same program. So program-wide, the team verse, it's on our shirts and everything this year, uh, is Psalm 37.4. And I'll read it here for us starting off. It says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I feel like just as we start to kind of break this down, two, two key words in, in this verse that we're just going to kind of go through today is delight and then desires. Yep. And as we start to talk about this too, I love 
just as I was reading in my commentary, the way that it broke down the word delight. Because I think as we talk about it, we just have to, we have to consider what does it mean to delight? What does delighting in something mean? And my commentary broke it down this way. It says, to delight in someone is to experience great pleasure and joy in his or her presence. Yeah. And I think that's totally true. Like whenever you think of a delightful person, they are a pleasure to be around. Like they're, they're a joy to, br- to be around. And in the, same, uh, in the same way, if you think of like a delightful dessert or a delightful <laughs> meal, a delightful place, like you are happy when you go to those places True. or whenever you experience them. In this case, we're uh, like the verse says, it says, take delight in the Lord. Yeah. So first and foremost, delight in the Lord. And in order to do that, we've got to follow him. We have to spend time with him. We have to experience him. And I love what it says. Our team verse is is verse 4. But in verse 3, right in front of that, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. And then I love this part uh, in this picture. It says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Yeah. I just, I love, I always love the picture. And you see a lot of imagery in the Psalms of like, green pasture and and streams of water and just reading right here the land and enjoy safe pasture like that is what we want to dwell in that's what we want to delight in is god takes us to those places where we experience all of him his his love his grace his peace that allows us to just rest Mm. and two to live fully you know, and that's what we want to delight in. We want to delight first in the Lord. So yeah, do you man. want to just speak to delight for a little bit as well? Yeah, yeah. you know, we, we talk about here in the podcast that um, the mission of what we do is to find the intersection of sports and the gospel. Um, and, and when we talk about the gospel here, uh, I want you to know that that's something that we actually delight in, right? It's something that we want to desire, Right, those two words that we're looking at. Uh, I think what you've just said very, very well. Um, a couple of reasons that we can delight um, because the Lord is my shepherd, right? Uh, because the Lord is my king. Uh, because the Lord has gone before me. Hebrews language. Uh, he's gone where I could not go. Uh, he's done something that I could not do. Um, it's all about the finished work uh, that He's already done, and nothing that I can add value to. And that's just a couple of reasons why we can delight, right? Uh, figuring out what delight is. Again, you say delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Uh, I've got a few texts here from Psalms uh, that I'd love to read. Uh, and the first one actually stems from Psalm 1. Uh, and it's talking about the, the way the righteous, the way the wicked, and really kind of comparing the two. Uh, I think it's a really unique way to find delight and look at the definition of delight here in a different sense. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, that is, the word of God. And in his law he meditates, uh, he soaks on, he marinates on uh, the word, again, day and night. It says, He is like this. He is like a tree who's planted by streams of water uh, that yields fruit in its season and its leaves do not wither and all that he does, he prospers. I don't know about you, Jay, but that is one of my favorite texts in all of Bible thinking about, uh, hey, what happens to most trees in the wintertime? They fall, they faint, um, they are uh, thirsty, they're, they're longing for the rain. 
this tree here, the one who delights in the law, the, the one who delights in the Lord, is the one who's continually drinking, uh, the one who's continually growing, uh, the one who's continually content, uh, the one who finds his joy in, and, and more so not just happiness, but his joy. Uh, it's a deep, it's a deep, deep, dense joy uh, that's foundation, right? It's a foundation, like it's it, it's it's deep. Uh, it can't just simply be pulled away. Um, and I, I love how uh, that tree too. It's it is close to the stream. Yeah, it is close to the source. Yeah. and we read in verse two where it says, "But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night." Like yeah. what we talked about a second ago. In order to delight in God, yeah. we need to spend time with Him. And the more we spend time with Him, like the more we go close to the stream, the more we go close to the to the source, the more we can delight yeah. and take joy in. Yeah. You know, one thing that I love too, and, and it also comes from the Psalm, Psalm 36. Uh, I'll read verse 7 through 9. It says, How precious is your steadfast love, O God! Uh, the children of man uh, take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. Uh, We can delight first. We talked about this last week. We love because we've been first loved. Uh, We are free because we've first been set free. Uh, We also can delight because we've been given the opportunity to do so from uh, the river of God's delights. I I love that imagery there. Last week, again, I'll I'll talk about this all the time, guys. that, that we sit under the waterfall of heaven, and what we have is not ours. First uh, Corinthians 6, 19. I've got it written on my board just behind us. Jay. It says, I am not my own. We are not our own. Uh, the delights that we have have been first given to us. So what a gift that is. Uh, but it says this, For with you, verse 9, the fountain of life is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love that text as well. The fact that we find delight in the river of his delights. Uh, so it's really curious. A, a great question is like, what is that? Uh, going back to Psalm 1, it's the Word of God. Yeah, we find our, our foundation. We find our truth. Um, you know, we, we say, hey, in Christ alone, by grace alone, through uh, by grace alone, uh, in Christ alone, uh, for Scripture alone, faith alone, Scripture alone. But like we say all these alone, right? These soli deo, uh, these solis. Uh, and we find it's like by, by Christ alone. But that ultimate one is in Scripture alone. Like, that's the one we find this delight in God's Word. Isn't that yeah. good? Yeah, I love that. And it's so it's so simple, you know, just spending time reading the Word. Yeah. And just honestly sitting here having this conversation, too. It's refreshing. It's very refreshing. Just imagine, like, the imagery that you just said. Yeah. It's refreshing to read that. Yeah. I don't know about you, uh, but I want to be like that tree, you know, uh, that tree that— is continually drinking that water. Like you said, it's close, you know? And so that waterfall, rather, that river is flowing, and, and, and you're you're being affected by it. Like, it's you're close enough to drink it, right? Uh, I love the language here of uh, stealing it from verse 2 here in Psalm 1. Uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates on it day and night, right? Here's something that's really unique. Uh, kind of Eastern worldly meditation would be uh, emptying your brain. Emptying your brain, you kind of sit, what, crisscross outsauce, your, your hands out. You hum uh, You, you hum, yeah, and, and it's like that, that you know, Eastern worldly meditation. Uh, the unique thing about 
the Christian meditation would be, I'm trying to fill my mind. It'd be the exact opposite. Because I don't know if you're anything like me. If you tried to empty your mind, you'd be thinking about emptying your mind and therefore filling your mind more. Yeah, it's a spiral. It's a spiral. Are you like me in that? It's funny. I've thought about that all the time. I've taught on that. It's like, man, this doesn't make any sense to me, the fact that we're trying to empty our mind. No, let's fill it. And what are we filling it with, though? That's God's Word. Uh, I want to fill it and, and, and marinate. Like, I want it to marinate on my heart, sit on it. And, and, and there and only there, and I'm going to go as far to say only there, is where we'll truly, truly, and only find absolute delight. Yep. When yep. we're really ultimately, here's another word, desiring God's word. Yeah. And I think the desiring, yep. that part of this verse, like whenever we read it, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. This verse is one that, is probably taken out of context pretty often. Yeah. Because you have uh, the word delight at the beginning, then it says, and he will give you the desires of your own heart. And <laughs> it's tough. It is tough because you can read that, and without thinking about the context of the verse, you can think, like, oh, if I delight in the Lord, he's, I'm going to get whatever my desires are. And we yeah. think about our desires, yeah. and we can, we can make a list of them. Yeah. You know, like you want to have success in your career. You True. In a season, you want to win the championship. Like you have a list of desires. Sure. So it's easy to look at that verse and say like, you know, oh, if I delight in the Lord, I'm going to get these things. But that's that's not what it's saying. Selfish. Yeah, that's that's. That is selfish. And yeah. what it's saying is as we as we delight in the Lord, what happens to our desires? They start to mirror his. Yeah. The more we delight in him, our desires become the desires yeah. of God. Yeah. And as our desires become the desires of God, that is it. That is when he will give us the desires of our hearts because ultimately they are the They're- desires of his, his heart. They're his. Yeah. yeah. They're his let, me, let me read this real quick. You're, you're right on the money with what uh, my, the uh, footnote in my Bible says. Uh, this comes from the ESV study Bible, by the way, folks. Uh, it says, because they delight themselves in the Lord, their hearts will desire the right things. And so as we delight in the Lord, he will frame and, 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 and um, work on and sanctify and cleanse and redeem and restore and refine all these amazing things and refresh, ultimately, uh, he'll do these things on your heart to where you'll finally, ultimately desire him. Like That's a work in progress. This sanctification is a work yep. in progress, right? Uh, you and I, we've been justified by Christ. That is, with faith in Christ. That's a one-time thing. Uh, one-stop shop, as I like to say. Uh, but this sanctification, it's a journey uh, to become more like him, to have our desires you know, more in line with his, uh, to, to, to desire his will, ultimately, because I'm very selfish, ultimately, you know, just in and of myself. I'm very selfish a lot of the time. Uh, so what I need to realize is that, man, as I delight myself in the Lord even more, um, man, my desires are going to be more in line with His. Yeah. And I was that was something I was convicted of just recently. Yeah. Uh, Carly, Carly and I, yesterday, we went back home for the weekend to see our families and spend some time with our friends. And on our way home... Last night we were read, uh, we were listening to a podcast on the revival that's happening at Asbury, which I'm sh- I'm sure you've heard of. Yep. I'm sure a lot of our listeners sure. are, are aware of that. Um, if you're not, look it up. It, it's awesome. It's amazing. And what, I'll say this too: Sanford, it's going on. Sanford yeah, and Lee University. It's sparking a bunch of awesome, sparking, yep. uh, sparking similar similar revivals at different places, and it's really cool. But one of the things that I was convicted of and just listening was the host of the podcast was was just talking to people who students who were at the revival 
and they got on the conversation of, hey, let's just list some things right now that we want more than we want God. Mm. And just thinking about that question, it, it got me thinking, like, what are the things in my life that I want more than God? And obviously, I would like to sit here and say, well, the answer is nothing. But right. then I take inventory of my life and I look at the things that I'm spending time on or the right. things that I'm doing. And it's like, oh, wow, here's this, here's this list of things mm-hmm. that maybe I am going towards that yeah. a little bit more. And on the surface, maybe they're not, maybe they're not bad things right. in and of themselves. But the issue is, is it like, am I desiring more those? Am I wanting more of those things than I uh, am wanting Christ, than, I, than I'm wanting our Father? And we, yeah. can, we can desire those. We can delight in those. But the key is, are we delighting in our Father first? Right. Are, we desiring, um, are we desiring our Father first? And I think that's, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah, I think that's the key for sure. And it makes me think of a text that you actually mentioned to me earlier. Uh, we'll read it in just a moment. Uh, but but something I was thinking about too, um, man, it, it really does start first there. I mean, it does. We can't give unless we've received. Um, and so I guess, Jake, now would be the perfect time if you'd read that. Um, Matthew 6.33, right? Yeah. You've got it pulled up? Yeah, Matthew 6.33, I've got it right here. Um, this is in the NIV. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Right. And it says at the very beginning of the verse, but seek first his kingdom. Yeah. That ultimately that is the thing that we want to seek above all else. Yeah. Is a kingdom. God and the things of God are what we want to seek. Yeah. And then it says, and all these things will be given to you as well. Really, overall, like sounds very similar to Psalm 37.4. It does. Can be something that can be taken out of context, but sure. as we just covered, if we are seeking first God and the things of God, his kingdom then our desires begin to reflect his. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something I need to <laughs> I need to pray more is like, Lord, would you would you align your desires with with my or mine with yours? Like I really need to consider that. Um, I told you guys on the podcast, I'm gonna be me, Jay's gonna be Jay, and we want you to be you. And that's one of those things that I need to say. I need to I need to think about that more often. Like, Lord, would you align my heart with yours even more? Uh, but here's another thing that I want to say too, just in line with Psalm 37 4, um, is this I think, and, and I'm not trying to twist God's word, I'm, I'm not doing that at all. I want you to hear that, but I think the way that it works, delight and desire, I think they work hand in hand. Obviously, we see yeah. that in multiple texts, but it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I think you could even almost say, desire yourself in the Lord, and you will find delight in Him, right? You desire yeah, Him, you you'll it. delight in Him, you delight in Him, you'll desire Him, uh, really the flip of that. So I, I love the beauty of that, uh, The delight and desire are, are partners. They're partners in the ministry. They don't go apart from each other. They stick together. They're right there, hand in hand. Um, that's pretty awesome. It is. And I think sometimes we hear the language of delight and desire, and I think we can we can think that the word desire is a bad thing and that desires are a bad thing because sometimes we, we hear them as that and our desires can turn the other way. The enemy can use our, our own selfish desires to turn that. But ultimately in the way that we were, 
we are wired, we are made to delight and desire yeah. the Lord. Yeah. You know, and they are made just like you said to go hand in hand with yeah. one another. Yeah. I, I'll say this: I don't think there's a better psalm or a better text that really encapsulates all of this than Psalm forty-two, one, and it says this: "As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God." I can't imagine. Well, I wish to imagine, but how beautiful is that? That longing, that desire, that deer there, that, that, that man he's talking about. Man, would I be like that deer that needs the water? Yeah. You know, we talked about Psalm 1. We need to be planted like that tree by the water. But would we so long that we just can't live without it? Uh, I so desire it that I'm, I'm panting as a dog or a deer pants, right? They need that water. Um, I love that text there. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul. Like we need that. Uh, we, we so desire that to me screams you're desiring God. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And really just thinking about this verse and the way that we've broken it down today, delighting and desiring the Lord. It's my prayer, just as it being our team verse. It's yeah. my prayer that we can, as a team, as a program, walk in that and make it true yeah. this year. You know, it's it's on our it's on our shirts and we yeah. don't want them to just be words on the back of something. We want it to be a way of life. Like you just talked about the deer truly panting for flowing streams. Like, so may our souls pant and desire the Lord, you know, may that be something that we actually walk out and live out. Yeah. See, uh, it goes back to being free and loved as well. We're we're probably going to talk about that a lot. (laughs) Uh, We're going to reference it every episode probably uh, because that's why we did it first. But it goes back to that. Like, hey, we can play free. We can play love. We can coach uh, free. We can coach love because we're finding our delight and our desire in the Lord because he first loved us. He first set us free. And so we can go, therefore, and find that freedom of delight, that freedom in desiring. Uh, And we want to do that coaching, right? You said it's on our T-shirts. It's on our sweatshirts. It's on it's on our little short sleeve hoodies. Uh, we're going to be rocking that verse all day long. Uh, when we wear these things out, we want people to know, hey, CPA baseball, we are going to delight in the Lord. That's what it says. Delight yep. in the Lord, Psalm 37.4. That's the mission of our baseball. Um, man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about our kids just buying into that, uh, that we all together, you and I like, our, our, our listeners alike, our players alike, might become like that deer that is so thirsty for the flowing streams. I mean, how awesome. He's panting. Uh, We want our players and us to be like that. So that's awesome. I know, hey, we're also missing a lot. (laughs) There's so much more to say. Uh, So we'd love to hear y'all's definitions or descriptions or thoughts. Uh, Like I say, in the Instagram, I mentioned this multiple times, uh, we can't touch on everything, but we want to hear y'all's thoughts. Uh, If y'all want to come up to us or text us or anything like that, uh, we want to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, how yeah. can we apply this? How can we further it? Um, I want to hear from them. I, I know you do too. Yeah, I would love to hear from them. And I feel like two simple, easy questions just to kind of think about and ask yourself even as you hear this. One, think about what is the definition of delight? What does that mean to delight in something? Yeah. And two, think about once you have your definition of that. Yeah. What does it look like to delight in the Lord? Yeah. And tr- just challenge yourself. Try to answer those two questions. Yeah. Let me, let me close with this. I just got a definition from my buddy, and I want to share it. Okay, right, I, I texted him before the episode and said, hey, tell me your definition on delighting in the Lord, and I want to share it with our, with our folks. He says this, delighting in the Lord is the action of having joy in Christ. It is seeing him in all of his excellence. Uh, it, he is infinitely good, merciful, 
compassionate, right, holy, just, gracious, and loving. It is seeing Him in the way and drinking, there it is, and savoring these characteristics. Then it's fully finding rest, peace, satisfaction, and fullness of joy in Him and who He is as a Father and as our Good Shepherd. We are the sheep of His pasture, His beloved sons in whom He takes delight. Uh, we can delight in him because what Jay he first delighted in us. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is uh, that is someone who has thought about those <laughs> yes, two questions before. That's my brother. I'll give him a shout out, Whit Thomas, for you guys. Uh, he is present day um, theologian. He's going to be something special one day. Love you, brother. That's awesome. I love that. Well, let's let's transition a little bit here. We're talking about delighting in the Lord. Let's talk about some players who we've experienced, who have maybe been a, a delight to watch. Uh, today, you alluded it, alluded to it a little bit at the beginning. Uh, we have another question today, and today we're going to be talking about our top five favorite athletes of all time. Keyword favorite. Favorite. Not necessarily the best. We're going to mm-hmm. read off our list. They're definitely not going to be the best athletes of all time. That's a debate for another day, but right. our top five favorite that we've been able to watch play yep. or just experience in, in different ways. And I love this question. I love thinking about uh, who our favorite, who our favorite players yep. were and to just seeing our different list, how they're yeah. similar in some ways and yep. different in some ways. So I'll let you kick it off. Okay. You can start off with your number five. Sure. I'll start off with my number five. Okay, good deal. Um, this is this is a hard thing to come up with. It actually made me think about who do I find joy in, right? Wit just to find like it's finding joy in, uh, and, and here's how we're def- really finding our favorite players. Um, who who makes you excited when you get to watch them? Who fires you up when you turn the TV on and they're on? They're playing. Uh, so my first is present day best player of all time. Um, that uh, right, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but right now, best player in the league, Mike Trout. Uh, that's my first. That's my fifth. You know, going up fifth. Um, I love watching Mike Trout when he's on. I see some kind of freedom when he plays. I see some kind of confidence when he plays. Um, maybe it's because I don't want to miss the chance to watch him while he's still in the league. Um, but when he's on, I find joy in watching him play baseball. He plays free. He plays love. Um, but he plays with some kind of swagger and confidence that I, you know, if we're answering the question, like I find joy in watching him play. It's something unique. I'd yeah. agree with that. He doesn't play. He's not, I, I don't think arrogant when I think I of don't Mike either, Trout. but confident. I think confident and it looks like he just has fun. He has fun when with he plays. It. He does. He's smiling. He's laughing. Um, I, I really find joy when I'm watching him play. So yeah. the Angels are on Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN. By the way, my favorite broadcast. Uh, something about it. Obviously, I love the Braves home broadcast on Bally Sports. But if ESPN Baseball is something cool, one of my favorites. Yeah. If the Angels are on, I'm watching. It's it's a good broadcast. Yeah. And the Angels are a fun team to watch. They're a fun like, team to watch. Like they that. got a lot of fun players. That's a solid number five. Yep. Um, my number five, uh, my fifth favorite player is my – it's the only basketball player I have on this list. Okay. So he was the number one overall pick in 2008, Derrick Rose. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Chicago sports guy. I love, like, Prime D. Rose, in my opinion, my favorite basketball player to watch. His uh, MVP season in yeah. 2011, I was in middle school. The, I think that was my seventh grade year. The Bulls won, like, 60 games that year, and they were going head-to-head with, like, Le- the LeBron sure, Heat. Sure, sure. Which I yeah. – 
wanted them to beat him so so bad. Yeah. But wrote the layups that he would do and like he's so good. He's a two foot two foot giant. He was kind of Russell Westbrook before Russ, Russell Westbrook in a way, and just like okay. an explosive point guard. Sure, I love to watch him. He was on the cover of 2K13, one of the cover ads. And any time one of your favorite players is on the cover of, like, a 2K or an MLB The Show, like, that's just – you automatically want the game. Oh, yeah. So I loved playing with him on 2K then. One of my favorite players to watch, my only basketball player on this list. There you go. I like that answer, Chicago sports fan. Um, All right, my my fourth. So I'll go four. Uh, and this is a popular pick for me. This is easy. It was hard of the order. Uh, like, the hard piece of this was the order of putting him. I put number four, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I know I'll, I'll say this right off the bat. My answers are not as legendary, if you will, as Jay's answers here. Mine are more uh, present day, not as nostalgic. Um, but when I'm watching Ronald Acuna play and I see him with Ozzy Albies and I see them having fun, um, they, obviously, it's their job. They're making a lot of money, um, so that can really lock you up to perform. I see those guys having fun, and that makes me want to watch them. I'm a Braves fan, so I watch a, almost every game in the summer when I can, and that's not an exaggeration. I'm literally watching them uh, at 6'10". <laughs> like, that's when they first pitches. Um, and I, I love watching Ronald. I, I like his swagger. Uh, maybe he's a little cocky, and that's okay. But he brings a lot of joy to the game. Uh, he's got a big smile. He's got a big laugh. He loves the flashy colors, the neon, neon sleeves, the neon sleeve, the yellow accent color. I love it. I really love it. I think he's becoming one of the faces of baseball. He with J Rod. He with Juan Soto. He with Otani. Uh, Jazz Chisholm now becoming just some swaggy players. Uh, and and, and baseball is one of those things where where you definitely want some swag. Um, I was one of those players that played swaggy, you know, that at least yeah. tried to look it, you know, just because you feel good. Yeah. You look he's good, one of those, you feel yeah. good, you feel good, you play, you play good. good. Right, and I think Ronald Acuna kind of knows that. So he's one of those players, too. I really, really love watching him play. Um, <laughs> the I, stuff he does around third base after he hits a home run, the way he flaunts the bat, maybe it's a little much, but I love it. No, I love it, too. I think it's a good choice for number four. Number four for me, I went football. Yep. Uh, go Bears, big Bears fan. Brian Urlacher. The Bears. The Bears. Brian Urlacher. You might, do you remember Brian Urlacher? I do. I do. Number 54. Yep. I remember he was a guy kind of like as I first started watching football. I heard he. I remember my dad liking him. Yeah. And whenever you're a young sports fan, your dad likes a player. Yeah. You're like man, that player. Like that player's cool. Yeah. So uh, that's part of the reason why I like Brian Urlacher. He's just he looked mean. Is a middle linebacker. Yeah. He's like this bald guy. Always wore eye black. He had a scary guy barbed wire tattoo on his yeah. right arm. They went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, in 06, Yeah, I think it was played against Peyton Manning. And those defenses were they were scary. They were so good. Now, every mean, single hit back then would be a penalty now. Oh yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number four. That's Brian a good. Locker. That's a good pick. Dub Bears. That's a really great pick. Um, you'll notice a theme with Jay's picks. I do have a little bit of it. You'll theme. notice yep. a theme. I won't. I won't spoil it. But you'll notice a theme. Uh, and you'll notice a theme actually with me as well uh, for the for the next handful. Uh, my number three, I'm, I'm going with, uh, again, this is a local player uh, or, or more like presently player right now. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a hard one to say um, because there's probably more fun answers than this, but I love watching Bryce Young. Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, um, or I guess he was the former quarterback at Alabama, uh, he is a magician in the pocket. Um, 
I know it was a disappointing season, and he was – we could talk all about the offensive coordinator, but Bryce Young himself, with what he could do out of the pocket, not getting sacked, not doing this, not doing that, but making this play, making that play, unbelievable. I mean, there were several plays against Texas, uh, several plays just during the year where he would get out and make a play. He is a fun player to watch because he's really, really humble, uh, and he's really the best. Um, I, I don't know. I find great joy when I'm watching number nine play. Uh, I'm excited for where he'll go in the pro uh, in, in the NFL. But man, he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, he and, and, and is, he's a uh, he's a a team player. Yeah, he is. He's a really fun player to watch in yeah. college. Probably the most fun quarterback I think to watch this year. I Him and C.J. Stroud both. And watching them and uh, well, Alabama went in the playoff, but watching uh, Bryce in the bowl game and yeah. then C.J. Stroud. Just play, plays. I mean, they're they're both they're smaller guys, but but fun to watch. I think they're yeah. That's fun. That's good. My number three, I also this went with good. I also went with football. He should be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I think he will be. He's not right now. Number twenty three, Devin Hester. <laughs> I think he is he's the best kick returner, in my opinion, of all time. Again, I'm biased. But even in uh Madden Ultimate team this year, he was the first first player I went out you went and got. <laughs> I saved up and I got he just any time he caught the ball on a kick or a punt return, you knew something was about to happen. Yeah. And he he just generated a lot of points in that way as a receiver too. Yeah. I remember going to a Monday night football game the year I think it was a the year they made the Super Bowl. I went with my dad up in it was whenever the Rams were playing in St. Louis and that game Devin Hester returned two kickoffs. Yeah. And it was it was Unbelievable. awesome. He's one of a He's one of the only players, maybe the only player that's ever taken the, the, the opening kickback for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he he started the Super Bowl off with a kick return, and yeah. he's probably one of the only players. To, I know it's been done since then, but he returned a field goal for a touchdown. Impressive. I think it was like a 108-yard return. That's awesome. He's my number three. He was just, he was fun to watch. Anytime he had the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. he's just he was fun to watch. He's dynamic. Yeah, he's he's a great player. Uh, great pick there. Another Chicago. Another Chicago. A <laughs> little bit of a Are theme. Are we noticing a theme? Yeah. Um, all right. Number two for me is, is to me, probably the best pick for me on this list. Uh, and it is Andrelton Simmons. I love it. Uh, I love that. I'll say this. A lot of you guys out there probably don't know who he is. Uh, probably don't recognize the name. He, for me, is really the reason um, why I wore number 19 in middle school. Uh, number 19, when I got to CPA baseball, I get pick your number. About from 7th grade until 10th grade, I was number 19. Uh, Andrelton Simmons wore number 19 when he was with the Braves. I'm talking about Atlanta Braves and Andrelton Simmons. Since then, he's gone to the Twins. He's gone to the Angels. But played he, for the Cubs for a year. He played for the Cubs, okay. Uh, he's been around the block. He, he's kind of been traded around. Um, not a great bat, but great glove. Uh, in class the other day, I was like, I was th- talking about this question with my students, and we watched a few minutes of Andrelton Simmons highlights because him with the glove was something special. I loved Andrelton Simmons. I wore number nineteen because of him. He was awesome. Um, sneaky pick. His nickname? Do you know his nickname? I don't. Simba. They oh, actually, Simba. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Simba. Yeah. Um, and that is after Lion King. Um, so great player. One of my favorites. Number nineteen, legendary Andrelton Simmons, shortstop. Uh, one of the best. I love that pick. I love it. He was he was fun to watch. He was. And he was he, fun. He I remember he had a few good years with the Angels too. He did. Uh, my number two, uh, Chicago Cub first baseball player here on the list, 
Carrie Wood. Good. So I remember whenever whenever Carrie Wood came up, one of the best pitched, probably the best pitched game of all time, his 20 strikeout game against the Houston Astros. They had a good lineup. Biggio was in that lineup. Bagwell was in the lineup. He struck out 20. I think I'm pretty sure that was his rookie year. Should have been a Mm. no-hitter, but they rolled a a ground ball to third as a hit instead of an error. But even though it wasn't a no-hitter or perfect game, and I think probably one of the best pitched games of all time, he had some injuries early on in his career. I remember more later in his career when he became a reliever. Mm -hmm. He came in kind of back end of – Back into the bullpen, he was a closer yeah. uh, for a couple seasons with, that. with the Cubs. He yep. had the goatee. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite I remember. things. He had the goatee. Uh, but I just I loved rooting for him. He was fun to watch. His stuff was absolutely nasty. It was. And I remember getting to meet him one time, too, That's in cool. St. Louis and got That's a ball cool. signed from him. So he's my number two. That's awesome. That's a good pick. Uh, you picked baseball. Finally, you picked a baseball player. Um My number one, and this for me was the easiest out of all of them. I picked number one super fast and then went all the way down. Uh, Chipper Jones, my favorite player of all time. Uh, Larry Wayne Jones, that's his name, Larry Wayne Jones. Uh, Not Chipper. Chipper's a nickname. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep. Uh, So I got to meet him uh, probably when I was 10 or 11, uh, maybe maybe a little bit younger than that. Got to meet him um, in the tunnel of the Braves game before the game. Awesome guy. Uh, switch hitting, third baseman, shortstop, younger in his career. Just a good guy, good teammate, fun to watch. Um, if you're a Braves fan, you love him. I've got a 1995 ball signed by him in the World Series. Um, I love Chipper Jones. He's my favorite player of all time of any sport. Um, absolutely love Chipper Jones. So that, that was an easy one for me. I lo- I love that pick. That is a pretty pretty easy pick. He's a Hall of Fame guy Hall of Famer. that you yeah. were able to watch. I watched him. I met him. Just a good guy. Yeah, awesome that's player. awesome. Good, awesome player to good watch. pick. So my number one uh, probably is one that some aren't expecting. I could have gone. I love the whole 2016 Cubs team, like all those guys: Rizzo, Bryant, yeah. Baez, Hendricks, Lester, Arietta. Mm-hmm. I loved watching Jake Arietta pitch. He he would definitely be now that I'm thinking about it on In, my on my yeah. honorable mention. But my favorite favorite player of all time is Derek Lee. Mm. He's a first baseman for the Cubs. And the reason for that, whenever I first started watching baseball, this was his season. He hit 335 batting average, 46 home runs, 107 RBIs, uh, 50 doubles. He led the league in batting average, hits, doubles, and was second in home runs and RBIs. Was he in the MVP conversation? He finished third. Who beat him? Do you know? Uh, let me look it up. I think it was Pujols. Oh, uh, well. If, uh, that's fair. Yeah. MVP voting that year was Pujols first. Uh, Andrew Jones. The hey, Braves. Braves. Guy, Braves guy, number two. And then Derek Lee, okay. number three. So that's really – That's good. That's why good he's pick. my number one. As I first started watching base, like my first year really following – he was the best. That's like, awesome. He was up That's there good. with with Pujols That's good. and all those guys, and had quietly a pretty good career too. Three hundred thirty one home sure. runs in his career. Sure, uh, I love the way he he wore like the long pants with no Alaska. They, no they go under the shoes. I think he did that a couple times, but yeah. he kind of wore those whenever it was starting to get cool too. So yeah. I wanted to wear my pants like like Derek Lee. Yep. But because of that season. 
He's my number one favorite That's player. Good. I have a couple of Derek Lee jerseys too. Do you really? That I, that I like to. <laughs> that I like to wear whenever That's I can. That's awesome. Well, hey, I know we're running out of time. I actually do want to mention just a couple of honorable mentions. Just quick. Yeah, let's We don't need to talk it. about them. Very quick. Sorry, guys. This is a longer episode. We didn't anticipate this. Uh, hopefully you guys are still with us. Um, but we want to hear your top five favorite players, favorite athletes, um, you know, from any sport. We also want to hear some honorable mentions. So for me, here it is. I'll give my three, and then you give your three. Okay. Uh, for me, it really started with or, or honorable mention. Really, the the 2020, 2019, 2018 Alabama wide receiver group. Uh, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, uh, Henry Ruggs was in there as well. Jalen Waddle was in there. Um, man, great group. Great group. Probably the best group of wide receivers in, in one room. Now, you could go look at Ohio State, what they've had. Unbelievable. LSU, what they've had. But that, that Alabama group was really, really special. They were all good at something else. There was a speed guy. There was a hands guy. There was a, a shifty guy, Jerry Judy. He, he was originally one of my answers. Jerry Judy, because of how shifty he was. So good. So that's a fun group. Honorable mention for me. John Smoltz. I've got a story about John Smoltz. I'll, I'll tell it another day. Um, I have met John Smoltz. I went to a John Smoltz baseball camp when I was younger. John Smoltz, I loved watching him. He's my favorite pitcher of all time. Um, I've got a jersey, actually, in my room, signed by him. Uh, full, full jersey. Uh, framed up on the wall. Uh, and then number three, uh, for you guys that were anticipating this, uh, Dirk. Uh, Nowitzki is uh, one of my honorable mentions, and I'll also throw in Luka Doncic there. If I'm watching basketball, I'm watching the Mavericks. Um, I think they're, they're, those are fun players. All three of those, or four of those, rather, are really fun players to watch. Yeah, I love That's a solid group of honorable mentions. My my three, number one, I'm going to cheat a little bit. You went Bama wide receiver group. Yep. I'm going to go that just some of those guys from the 2016 Cubs team. Sure. Specifically, two of them. I mentioned Jake Arrieta earlier. Mm-hmm. His 2015 season was so fun to watch. Yeah. He had like a 1.7 something ERA that year. Yeah. His his like crossfire delivery. He, really he was just good. he was so fun to watch. His stuff was gross. Also, Javi Baez just like fun to El watch. El seeing him steal home or like yeah. do it. Just his tags. He was a really fun guy to watch. My number yeah. two is Otani. He's, so I, he's the best player right now. He's so good. He's part of the read. Like the Angels have Trout and him. Anytime mm-hmm. they're on, I love to find time to watch Me them too. because it's just what Otani has done. Yep. Not only in Japan but here yep. is just it's amazing really to awesome. me. I love I love watching him play. And number three, last bat. Your last one was basketball. I loved Joe Kim Noah. So goofy. <laughs> he was he was he was a goofy guy who's crazy. He would get teed up every now and then. He would run down the court and do like the finger guns, you know. Whenever he <laughs> Dude had get, the biggest head of he, hair, he too. had a huge head of hair and ugly jump shot. Yeah, he but, was so ugly. Uh, He's he, a shot. He was he was fun to watch on those Bulls teams with. With D Rose and Luol Deng, so those yeah. are, those are my honorable mentions. That's good. Well, that's really really good. Uh, well, hey, again, on the Instagram, we'll be posting uh, a graphic top five or top five favorite athletes of all time. Team Moat, Team Bernard, uh, Bernard, you can go vote. Oh, I'll take a vote. Hey, whose top five is better? I don't know if this if that works here. Like you guys voted last time, uh, but also give us your top five and some honorable mentions. Um, and go go look at it. We want to hear yours. Uh, y'all y'all comment in the Instagram caption or in the uh, the comment section below. Uh, we'd love to hear y'all and what you think. Uh, but Jay, man, episode three, delight in the Lord, players we delight in. Uh, Super Bowl, delighting uh, for a little bit. Halftime show, yeah. not so much. Not so much. Uh, NFL show. recap, we gave a little bit there. Uh, but man, 
I look forward to episode four already. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It will be fun. So you guys can anticipate episodes every Tuesday, really for the the time moving forward. Uh, maybe during the summertime, we'll we'll get on a different schedule. We'll we'll see what that happens, uh, what works with that. But man, episode three, delight in the Lord. I guess here we are, Jane Parker. Over and out. Over and out. We'll see you guys next time. Y'all have fun. <laughs>